0: Business Class, a podcast sponsored by the iBear MBA program of the USC Marshall School of Business. Expert insight
1: into the world of business. Uh, this is Dick Drobnik. I'm the director of the USC iBear MBA program, a mid career, 12 month long program. Our guest today is a former iBear MBA student, Paul Wilson. Paul graduated from the program in 1994. He's currently the managing director of Google Cloud public sector and based in Singapore. Paul, could we start our conversation with how the COVID-19 pandemic has changed your work at Google?
0: It's been a rather exciting ride uh, at Google Cloud in Asia-Pacific because we've been incredibly busy uh, supporting customers uh, in response to the COVID-19 epidemic, but let me Begin a little bit by sharing kind of what we do uh, in the business. And our role really is to uh, support customers as they migrate their workloads uh, to the cloud. We in Singapore uh, were one of the first countries to really become aware of the growing spread of COVID 19. Um, I think we're very fortunate in Singapore uh, to have very uh, sound and decisive leadership as the government leaders were wrestling with what the COVID-19 was. uh, There was really clear communication. So uh, as a citizen uh, and someone who's concerned about family members and friends, uh, we felt very fortunate that there was a lot of information that was being shared uh but at a at a company level uh at google we we made some decisions very early on in terms of just social distancing within the office place Um, we had temperature taking before we entered the workplace Um, so even within google and within Asia, Singapore was kind of early on in terms of trying to understand what this meant to us in our personal lives, as well as what that meant to us uh, in our corporate professional lives, and, and very importantly, what that meant for our customers.
1: We're, we're not in a normal business environment. So how, how are you guys thinking about this, and, and what are you doing? One of
0: the areas that I focus on, the team that I focus on, is around the education space. So very early on, we made advanced features of our uh, Google Meet uh, to be able for education. So some of the advanced features were opened up for free. Um, We have uh, made plans as well to expand that to all users. So uh, extending and increasing the limits on concurrent users. Um, So we're responding in a way that's uh, pretty dramatic. We have also been. supporting uh, research agencies across the world uh, with the uh, COVID-19. So we were uh, really inundated with requests throughout the globe. We've we've been able to consolidate to make sure that we are uh, funding requests that uh, may not be kind of competing with each other, but we've been supporting and funneling things through uh, some of the U.S. federal agencies that I mentioned. Um, so we feel incredibly proud of the work that we're doing. Uh, and then there's additional work that's being done at the parent company level, at the, at the Alphabet level. But at Google Cloud, um, yeah, we've been very responsive. Um, we support also partners. Partners are an incredible part of the story. Uh, so that's giving a lot of credits. And, and we have a partner uh, services fund to make sure they can respond. Um, so really across the board. Uh, we've been making uh, investments, if you will, in, into the response to the
1: COVID-19 pandemic. What impacts have you been seeing in your customers' operations, and how has Google responded?
0: Uh, I lead a sales organization, um, but we pivoted very quickly to how we can support customers, uh, as in particularly in the public sector segment that I serve. So these are government agencies, healthcare agencies, education. Each one of those is dramatically affected. So as a company, um, we kind of looked at different areas, different types of customers and how they're being affected. So there was some customers that were very acutely and directly impacted by the pandemic. So it was hitting their workforce, their supply chains, their IT systems and so on. So as I mentioned, hospitals, government agencies and so on. Then there was some customers who were impacted secondarily from the pandemic so those are customers that are facing rising demand they're struggling to forecast how they serve users so grocers uh, media manufacturers and so on then there were customers also that had to just really quickly enable remote or work from home scenarios and and frankly, many weren't prepared for that. Businesses weren't necessarily prepared. Schools weren't necessarily prepared. And and across all of that, customers were very concerned about you know their uptime, their reliability, their their information infrastructure, their economic systems. Uh, so those financial institutions, governments, as I mentioned, and really across the board as well. It's you know there are many customers that are under severe uh, financial stress because of the stay-at-home work orders and we have fewer work- workers and in some cases customers have you know, costly uh, legacy IT systems. So there was it was interesting because it wasn't just one problem or one need or one requirement and it wasn't even just one facet of one's business or one's support to uh, their citizens. So there's different dimensions to that.
1: Well, when you said you're doing this across Asia with educational institutions and and governments, is that from Japan to Australia, or is it your team is just working in Southeast Asia?
0: No, uh, Dick, so my team is, uh, we're supporting customers in Japan, uh, in North Asia, Hong Kong, Taiwan, in India, Korea, Southeast Asia, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, And it's interesting because different countries are experiencing uh, kind of different uh, degrees of of impact uh, and maybe at different times. So we're learning as well as uh, we expect. There may be some more um, complicated issues to address in the near term in India uh, and some of the emerging markets in Southeast Asia. So some of the lessons that we've we've gained in, in the US, in Europe, uh, in Australia, New Zealand and how quickly as a as a team we can respond to we'll apply some of those lessons learned and really to try to get ahead. I think part of what we're doing is, as I mentioned, the continuity of operations. there's the focus, of course, on the healthcare uh, around the responders to make sure that they have information using advanced analytics and so on. But the continuity of business story is incredibly important. So when the government in the Philippines um, goes into a much more constrained uh, work environment. Uh, for example, uh, Manila, which is effectively really diminished uh, mobility. The ability for the government in the Philippines to maintain this this continuity of operations to continue to provide services. So we've supported them with one of our technologies called the G Suite. Uh, they've been very uh, In fact, in some of these agencies, what's interesting is how quickly they're adopting technology. So typically, you've got to go through this wave of user experience adoption, but the adoption of the technology is happening at a much, much larger and at more accelerated pace.
1: Let's say we beat the virus uh, or manage it with vaccines and all this within a year or two. Is our experience with the technology and the enhanced technology that you and others are developing, going to be such that long-term, uh, the Paul Wilson and the future Paul Wilsons will not be traveling men, or at least maybe only 20% or 30%. What what, what are you guys thinking long-term? Uh, I, it's, it's a great
0: question. I, I think it certainly gives us that option. And I think that the, uh, the comfort level that we have in terms of communicating um, Collaborating, uh, particularly in a, in a secure environment, it's very important for for many of my customers. I think it certainly gives us some some options. I think people still want to interact at a very personal level, uh, even in a professional setting. I think that we, as a society, we've learned we can do a lot. Uh, what's and it's one thing having meetings and being able to talk and the other thing is actually responding helping customers deploy technology as they're using technology. That to me has been the most fascinating part of that. Um, the, other, the other aspect of this, uh, the, this COVID-19 situation is that the types of questions and the dialogue that it, we are having with customers is, is different. And I think there's just this sense of empathy and kind of coming together. Um, And also this accelerated, how do we provide insights very, very quickly? Uh, We've seen governments actually accelerate procurement processes while doing things in a very transparent manner uh, and having the same uh, uh, probity concerns and and guidelines. But we've seen governments also respond very quickly in, in Asia Pacific what what here's an interesting example um, that's very very recent this week, one of my team was supporting uh, a prefecture in japan and from the customer's perspective, uh, this is a very senior government official and his frustration that um, that the government hasn't adopted technology as quickly as other societies, and so when they're now in a situation where working from home is becoming more important that's something that just as a society really hasn't been done it's been done to varying degrees in different in different uh, different countries so that so so the question is also how is the government how are our customers uh, kind of responding differently do they feel more comfortable and do they feel more connected if they can work from home or work in shifts because it's not going to be a light switch we're going to go back to work in a more graduated phase manner. And so what's the impact on services uh, to the citizens? What's the impact on the healthcare infrastructure? So it's been a fascinating experience. Um, I'd like to get back to a new normal. I think we all would, but I think there is incredible lessons uh, that we will apply. We think with this point, we're very much, all of us are just into how do we react very, very quickly, but we're, we're taking a lot of these lessons learned. We're kind of Applying lessons learned throughout the globe because uh, we're a global organization, but also how do we capture and retain some of those experiences and making sure that we we do retain uh, best practices, responsiveness, continuity of operations to our to our customers and to the citizens.
1: Well, what what's happening in Singapore now that the second wave of infections are coming up, or at least as I read it, it's uh, among the 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 servant. Uh, class and and the uh, imported workers who are living in small dormitories. Is, is Singapore rethinking its its opening and 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 so on and so forth? I you know, I was I I'm very proud
0: to live in Singapore. it has been my my home. I've been a permanent resident since 1997. Um, and the prime minister made a uh, speech. Um, two weeks ago and what was striking Dick, to that very point about the uh, most recent clusters were concentrated in the, the foreign workers who are working in, uh, in live-in uh, dormitory type facilities very clear messaging from the prime minister to the family members who are not in Singapore that we will take care of your family members who are here that the Singapore government, Singapore society, depends on some of these foreign workers to build the infrastructure, to build the airport, and it's a trading nation, incredibly important to to our whole economy and society. So very proud that the government made it very clear that we're gonna take care of these foreign workers just as we would our own citizens. Um, the Singapore government has used technology in ways that really are uh, world class. The trace tracker application uh, that, that we help the Singapore government develop uh, really is a world class standard of how do we actually use technology to make sure we're identifying clusters and then responding quickly. Um, but Singapore the society is different uh schools uh went into a different mode of operation kind of teaching from home Um, going outside as i do for my walk we're now required to wear masks Um, social distancing is enforced at the grocery stores Uh, it's very clearly marked with lines of tape of where citizens should stand if you walk into an elevator there's an x in the middle which demarks Four people should be standing in different parts of the lift. Um, so I think that the the government in Singapore, is you know, certainly concerned that there was this second wave, um, and that's I think Singapore is is um, one of the countries that one would look to. Uh, you know, what are the how how does the virus react? The, the citizenry here is very responsive. We're not going out and protesting that we can't get out of our house. Um, so we're being very, and, and, and yet we're still seeing these these different clusters appear. Um, so and it's it's really unfortunate. I've had uh, friends who family members have passed uh, from the virus, uh, and and they can't uh, participate in any you know final rituals for their religion. Uh, for their parents because they, they can't go and see them. So it's impacted at a very personal level as well.
1: And can you give us some final thoughts on where you see the technology is really rising to the challenge?
0: Yeah, so I think I, I think there's a couple of areas where the, the impact of the COVID-19 will highlight um, areas of technology that, that customers have been adopting, but we're really kind of coming to the fore so artificial intelligence uh, and, and data analytics, uh, how do we make sense of all sorts of different data sets in a way that becomes actionable? So I think we're going to see this continued use of, of AI, uh, machine learning, using big data sets to provide uh, information. Um, and I think the whole interaction with technology. So whether that's a, a chat bot, uh, whether that's a chat bot that then gets integrated with a, a customer support organization, uh, that's some areas what we're seeing uh, from a broad technology base, as it can be applied to state agencies looking to get uh, unemployment benefits, out, customers being able to quickly get information, whether today it's about the COVID-19 and the virus, tomorrow it will be about something else. Um, but I think really it's around the, the data, large set data sets, artificial intelligence, and of course the collaboration we've been talking about. How do we use collaboration to, to, to make sure that we can ensure that separation doesn't mean we lose connectivity?
1: Business Class, expert insight into the world of business. The host, Dick Drobnik,
0: producer Pankaj Bhushan, director Dan Griffin, web developer Rick
1: Pine, and I am Robin Garthwaite.